are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Toronto Blue Jays, wow, thrilling weekend. End up with the sweep. Fifth home series this past weekend against the Atlanta Braves. And remember, every day, as we'll recall, we talked on Friday about what a HOT team this hot Atlanta Braves team was coming into town. The last 162 games, so that's the equivalent of a full season, the Atlanta Braves were 110 and 52. Is that good? Holy moly. This season, they were at 25 and 12, and on the road, they were 15 and 3. <laughs> so, and Strider and then Bryce Elder, they had some pitchers going for them too this weekend, right? Shout out to the Hound. How good was Chris Bassett on Friday? When do you ever see a complete game shout out? You know, in baseball, it's rare. In Toronto Blue Jay baseball, my goodness, uber rare. What a job by Chris Bassett that was. Jose Barrios, very good, made one mistake in the entire game on Saturday. The bullpen doing the job uh, pretty well all weekend long, in particular picking up Yusei Kikuchi, who really struggled in Sunday's game. But Danny Jansen with the walk-off on Mother's Day, I mean, my goodness, a sweep. Again, that was the fifth home series of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. All five, all five, the third and final game of the of the series, the Blue Jays have had a chance to sweep. The Blue Jays are jumping on teams. As soon as teams cross the border, the Toronto Blue Jays are jumping on them. It's been very, very, very impressive. Going to need to continue to be impressive because who's come to town now? The hated, the hated New York Yankees. And all of a sudden, the Yankees are playing some good ball, right? They, they've come in uh, off this weekend having taken a two out of three from Tampa Bay. And I shouldn't say all of a sudden they've been playing well all season long. I, I, you know, I, I shouldn't phrase it that way, but they have had some injuries. They're getting some guys back healthy. The, you, you know it's always going to be a concern, right? It's always an interesting series. Let's put it that way when the New York Yankees are in town. And this one is taken to the next level, A, because both teams playing good ball right now. B, both teams such division rivals and, and the AL East just being absolute, an absolute minefield, like just, just a war zone. Not a war zone because this is sports, right? I don't want to be too hyperbolic. There we go. I don't want to be too hyperbolic. Very easy for me to say, right? Yeah, so in sports terms, right, in sports terms, the, the AL East, is just an absolute battlefield my goodness so big series all around and this one what takes it to the next level this is a four game series and it's right smack in the middle of a 10 game homestand which is right smack in the middle of a 17 game in 17 day stretch every day as you know we've talked about this normally over 17 days you're gonna have at least at least two days off in there. And depending how the schedule breaks, you might even have a third day off in there. Blue Jays don't have any. And this is right on the heels of the first 25 of the 37 games of the season being on the road. So this is a road where this is a bit of a tired Blue Jay team right now. All the more reason why getting it kicked off with Chris Bassett, not having to use any relievers in that first game, such a special performance, such an important performance. <clears throat> Fast forward to now, New York Yankees in town for this four-gamer. Overall, all told, Blue Jays 317 wins, 385 losses in their history against the New York Yankees. That includes a losing record at home as well, whether it's been Exhibition Stadium or the Rogers Center. Yankees have always done well against the Blue Jays. Uh, overall, Blue Jays 167 and 182 in home games against the Yankees. Now, Blue Jays won, have won just three of the last dozen games, yeah, between these two at Rogers Center. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm nervous about this weekend, about this week's uh, series here. New York Yankees, they are a thorn in the side of the Toronto Blue Jays. That's why I preface it by saying they hated, I always say they hated New York Yankees, because, of course, if you're a Blue Jay fan, right, that's part of the territory. You certainly hate them. 
Now, traditionally, in seasons where the Blue Jays make the playoffs, they actually beat up on the New York Yankees. You look at uh, 92 and 93, the World Series years, of course, the Blue Jays combined to go 19 and 7 against the Yankees in those seasons. And uh, in 2015 and 2016, when, when they made the playoffs for the first time since those 92, 93 Blue Jays, right? They were 25 and 13, absolute domination against the Yankees those two seasons. So certainly hope for, you know, more of the same in 2023. The, the Blue Jays and Yankees got together a few weeks back at Yankee Stadium. You might remember that series. Jays played well, uh, took two out of three. Uh, that first game was the weekend series. If you remember that, that Friday night game, that was the uh, Brandon Belt, you know, welcome to the Blue Jays game. That was the Brandon Belt game, right? He had that big double. He had that big two-run home run as well. Blue Jays won that game 6-1. Uh, that was behind, uh, uh, was, was that Yusei? That was Yusei you know, Kikuchi pitched the gem in that one as well. The second game was the Saturday game. That was Alec Manoa versus, versus Garrett Cole. Had to be the best performance of the season we've seen from Manoa. He he pitched uh, very well. So did Cole, though, right? Uh, uh, neither starting pitcher allowed any runs. All the runs would come late in the game off of the relievers. That was the 3-2 final. You might remember that was the game uh, uh, Anthony Volpe hit the two-run home run for the Yankees in the bottom of the eighth to give them the 2-0 lead. And then Danny Jansen, Sunday's hero Danny Jansen, the Mother's Day hero, with the pinch hit two-run home run to tie it. But then as we went to the bottom of the ninth, Jordan Romano faced four batters, didn't get any of them outright. And DJ LeMay, who ended up with that game-winning hit, to the, the Red Sox win that game. Now, the Blue Jays took the series on that Sunday behind a gem from Kevin Gosman. They won that game 5-1. to one. Uh, You remember Gosman in that game, seven innings pitched, uh, no runs. Uh, what was it? Uh, three hits, 11 strikeouts. Remember, that was an absolute gem by Kevin Gosman. That was the game where Vlad and Varsho went back-to-back. I want to say in the sixth inning to give the Blue Jays the lead that, that they would never relinquish. Uh, worth noting in that entire series, because I'm sure this will come up in this four-game series, I'm sure this will come up more than once in this four-game series, but Eric Swanson, right, he's he's probably going to have a few appearances over the course of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday against the New York Yankees. So he was excellent against the Yankees in that first series. How did the offense do? Pretty much everybody went one for or two for. George Springer, two for 14. Bo Bichette, just two for 12 in that series against the Yankees. Very surprising because Bo Bichette usually hits the New York Yankees very well. Uh, Slim Daddy Vladdy, four for 11. Four was by far the most hits uh, by of any Jay in that three-game series. He had two home runs uh, in that series as well. Now, 15 home runs in his career for Vlad against the New York Yankees. And currently, Vlad, of course, let's shut him out because he's on a streak of 19 games in a row reaching base. Is that good? Hey, let's go. Dalton Varsho, oh boy. Now, he did homer. He did homer in that series, as we just said, right? He went back-to-back with Vlad in that game three, so that was great, but just two for 12 overall in that series. Matt Chapman, just two for 11 overall in that series. Uh, Whit Merrifield, just two for seven overall in that Yankee series. I mean, the Yankees pitched pretty well. The Yankees pitched the Jays pretty well. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier had just one hit in that series. Uh, Alejandro Kirk had just one hit. Now, he did have three walks. Kirk did have three walks in that series, so it's it's pretty typical of what we've seen from him this season, right? Really struggling at offensively, but is taking his walks. He, he is getting on base. We would have to say that for him. Uh, Danny Jansen, again, Mother's Day hero. He was three for eight in that series, had that uh, the pinch hit home run we talked about, had that double, had a double as well. And Brandon Belt, Brandon Belt went over on the Saturday and, and Sunday game, but but again, in that, oh, sorry, no, I don't think he, he, he didn't play the didn't play the finale, I believe. He only played one of those weekend games. He had that good game on Friday. You know, John Schneider's done that a few times this season, right? Where he's rest, sits the hot hand, rests the hot hand, Kiermaier and something. Okay. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Belt did have that double and that home run in that series. How did some of the New York Yankees, the prevalent New York Yankees, fare in that series? Aaron Judge, one for 12 in that series against the Toronto Blue Jays, four home runs. 
Is that going to work? Holy moly. Great job by the Blue Jays pitching against Aaron Judge. Wow. He's taken some steps backwards this season, but but it's Aaron Judge, right? It's Aaron Judge. I mean, <laughs> one for 12, that, that's a major accomplishment. Speaking of 12 at-bats, Anthony Rizzo had 12 at-bats in that series, just two hits for Rizzo. Now, he did homer off Adam Simber. We know that's not a threat in this series. Simber's not with the Blue Jays right now. And Anthony Volpe, if you recall, if you take your mind's eye back to that Blue Jays-Yankees series, that was right around the time when the Yankees had actually moved Volpe into their leadoff spot, and he was doing very well. He was red hot. Well, Blue Jays pitchers cooled him off. He was just 2-for-12 in that series. Had that home run we talked about earlier against Yumi Garcia in the in the bottom of the eighth inning of that of the only game that the Yankees won in that series, sure. But uh, And then Jansen with the home run, right? And we were, we were, that, That's the uh, game two of that series, so... He did have that moment, yes, but only one for 11 outside of that moment. Blue Jays, Blue Jays pitchers did very well against the youngster. It's going to need to continue this week. To state the obvious, going to need to continue this week. Now, of course, this Blue Jay Yankees series, four-game series, home series, right in the middle of a 10-game homestand. How have the Toronto Blue Jay individual players done so far at home at the Rogers Centre? Let's deep dive that. But first, wanted to mention that for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Well, it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check and you know that part will fit or your money back. Because like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available for U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, we know the overall record for the Blue Jays at home so far, 12-3. and How about a yes? I mean, is that good? Holy cow. Yes, absolutely. Yes, please. How about the individual players? Who's hot? Who needs to pick it up at the Rogers Center? Let's go through the lineup, starting from the top of the lineup, and we'll work our way through. So top of the lineup, of course, that's George Springer. Now, overall in the season, George Springer just 31, for, no, sorry, 34 for 151. That's a 225 batting average. Yikes. But worth mentioning, George Springer, 16 for 55 at Rogers Center. That's a 291 batting average. Okay. Okay. That's very legit. So whatever George Springer, that home cooking, whatever he's been doing at home has been working. Keep that up, George. How about Boba Shett? Well, no surprise. He's hitting over 300 at home, right? Bo's hitting anywhere he plays pretty much these days. Has only struck out eight times at home as well. So he is putting the ball in play. Bo, we know that defensively he's had miscues along the way. We know that. But from a hitting standpoint, as good as it gets. As good as it gets, right? Third year in a row, he's very likely going to lead the American League in hits. Like just <laughs> offensively, we we know Bo is, is, is special. Speaking of special offensively, at least potentially, right? And I say potentially because what have we seen from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. so far this season? Hasn't been doing it at home. He's not been doing it at the Rogers Center. We would have to acknowledge that, right? We only ever want to have open, honest conversations about the Toronto Blue Jay baseball. Vlad has been, can I say downright bad at home? He's From Vlad's standards, he's been downright bad at the Rogers Center at home so far this season. 14 for 57. That's a 246 batting average. That, that, that describes Vladimir Guerrero Jr. not even close. That's upwards of 70 points below where he should be. I mean, wow. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at the Rogers Center this season has as many home runs as you or I have at the Rogers Center this season, which of course is to say, 
bupkis, not one. Now, he hits the Yankees really well, right? I mean, please tell me he's going to get at least one, hopefully a couple in this series. Remember, he got a couple in the series back at Yankee Stadium against the Yankees a couple weeks ago. But, man, he needs to get going. Even with his two home runs, uh, a bigger part, and two RBIs that he had in yesterday's game, still on the season, just seven RBIs at Rogers Center. 246 average, no home runs, seven RBIs. None of that, none of that describes Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Got to pick it up, Vladdy. Let's go. How about Dalton Varshow? Well, no. <laughs> Speaking of a guy that needs to pick it up at home, holy moly, he has not thrilled the home crowd just yet. Been solid defensively. We know that's that's pretty much going to be his, his calling card. He's always going to be that good defensively. And I say pretty much because I still have faith that his offense can be really, really good. I don't know if you saw... Um, on Blair Barker the other day, his dad was on talking about, yeah, he's just been terrible. He's trying to make some adjustments because he's just been, he's just been terrible. Well, in particular at home, seven for 51, that's a 137 batting average at Rogers Center. And Varsho on this last road trip seemed to pick it up and in particular started driving in runs. Important, I would say, yes, he's either going to hit fourth or fifth in this Blue Jay lineup. You're hitting middle of the lineup. That's an RBI spot. You're hitting middle of this Blue Jay lineup. That's with Springer, Bow, and Vlad sitting the table for you. There's going to be RBI opportunities. He's got 16 on the season, just two at Rogers Center, just two at Rogers Center. I mean, surely, I know, don't call me Shirley, right? but I mean, surely there's going to be an opportunity for Varsho to hit, to get at least another two RBIs, if not three, on, on a big home run, hopefully early on in this Yankee series, right? I'll be watching for that closely. Matt Chapman. What sort of conversation do we want to have about Matt Chapman? How good was his April? His April was a video game. His April was a dream come true. It was incredible. How about me? How about me? Overall, let's 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 start with Matt Chapman at Rogers Center because that's the topic here. So overall, Matt Chapman, 15 for 49. That's a 306 batting average at Rogers Center. Are we going to take that? We're going to take that. We're going to take that. Just one for 12 in this Atlanta series. And is this guy struggling in the month of May? Since he's been, since he was named uh, the player of the month for April, Matt Chapman is hitting 174. And I'm, I'm back to that line I just used with Vlad. He has as many home runs in May as you or I have. Zero, right? Absolutely no. And I don't think either one of us have, have any home runs on the big league level in May. Would you believe neither does Matt Chapman? I'm, I, I'm pretty sure as well, Matt, and I, it, we could look this up, and I'm pretty sure Matt Chapman in May also has one RBI. Uh, how crazy is that? How absolutely insane is that? Wow, 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 wow. Brandon Belt. Now, here's some good news. Brandon Belt, when you look at his numbers on the surface, you're going to be very underwhelmed. You're going to be very underwhelmed. You're going to wonder what the Blue Jays need to do to bring in Joey Votto at the trade deadline, right, if you're just looking at it at the surface. But, Ch but, but sorry, Belt at Roger Center really started to heat up. Overall, 10 for 32. That's a 313 batting average. You talk about a yes, please. That's a yes, please. And Belt, we were just talking about how Chapman has really struggled in May. Belt, so Chapman's arrow pointed down. Belt's arrow's pointed up in May. He's been very good in May. He's hitting over 400 in May. His on-base percentage is over 500 in May. Is that good? Holy moly. Brandon Belt, please absolutely keep that going. And speaking of please keep that going, how about Whit Merrifield? 13 for 42. That's a 310 batting average at the Rogers Center. Yes, please. Eight for eight in stolen bases at Rogers Center. Every day as we'll remember that, we we, we called out, we, we unlocked on Blue Jays, we picked Whit Merrifield as the X factor for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2023. It's just a laundry list. Honestly, it's upwards of 20 guys deep. The Chris Coglins, the, the Brandon Drury's, the Eric Sogards. I mean, really, I, we'd have to deep dive and go, Alan Hansen, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's, there's a million. The Blue Jays, Shapiro and Akin era, 
they've tried honestly it's honestly upwards of like 20 it's almost like as many as two dozen players where they've tried to have them come in and be their poor man's version of Whit Merrifield well last season at the trade deadline they get the actual Whit Merrifield and this is precisely what they envisioned precisely what they had in mind a professional hitter Whit Merrifield gives you good at bats he's a professional hitter He's never going to embarrass himself defensively, and you can put him anywhere you want defensively. He's got that level of flexibility, but that base running that this guy brings to the table. When the Blue Jays brought in, Var brought in Varsho, I thought the seven, eight, nine was going to be Varsho, Witt, and Kiermaier. Maybe, maybe we may get there at, at some point, but imagine that base running at the bottom of the lineup with Varsho, Merrifield, and Kiermaier, as is, even with Varsho not there, with, with Witt and, and Kiermaier. It's the most dynamic, not just flexible, it's the most dynamic base running at the bottom of a lineup of any offense in Toronto Blue Jay history. Well, Craig, you don't mean any, you don't mean, yes, literally, more the most dynamic base running of any offense in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. Whit Merrifield is a huge part of that. Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk, just 20 for 89 overall, just 10 for 33 at Rogers Center uh, with uh, seven walks. I mean, so uh, Kirk has struggled with the bat, yes, but you open honest conversation, right? We do have to acknowledge he is taking his walks, right? He is getting on base. Hopefully, it's only going to be a matter of time before Alejandro Kirk's bat comes alive. Danny Jansen did get the game-winning hit yesterday, but we know Danny Jansen's been struggling. Nine for 36 so far at Rogers Center, but... Let's just glass half full it with Danny Jansen, right? Maybe that big hit yesterday is something that's going to really propel him. And you know he feels good about hitting against the Yankees. He had that big pinch hit home run against the Yankees a couple weeks back. So let's watch him this week against the, the hated New York Yankees. Kevin Kiermeyer, 10 for 36 at Rogers Center. That's a 278 batting average. This guy's career batting average coming into the season was under 250. We are are we loving what we're seeing from Kevin Kiermeyer? Every day as we'll remember, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season that of all the changes that Rob Manfred Hayden has brought into baseball, the one a handful of things have remained the same, have remained constant. And one of those things, we just saw it last season with the Houston Astros hitting Maldonado in the nine spot. One of those things that still remains true, you can be a championship contender, a legitimate World Series contender, and have a struggling hitter, you know, a, a not good hitter in that nine spot if that hitter is elite defensively. That describes Kevin Kiermaier. And on top of that, he's giving base running. On top of that, he's giving effort. He's giving hustle. He's bringing the defense that we thought he would bring to the table. And Kevin Kiermaier in 2023 so far is bringing offense, in particular at home. What's not to love? What is not to love? He's not quite as good looking as I am. That's How can I blame him for that? I can't come down on him for that. Anywho, how about the pitchers? Alec Manoa, Blue Jays 2-1 and one in Manoa's three starts at home. I mean, that's good, but his ERA, he, he himself is 0-1 at Rogers Center. His ERA is just under 8 at Rogers Center. We're going to look more at Alec Manoa a little bit later on as, as we look at tonight's pitching matchup. Opponents hitting 322 versus Alec Manoa at Rogers Center. Here's the, I mean, as if that stat's not enough to blow your mind. How about this one? 13 walks and 15 strikeouts at Rogers Center. Alec freaking Manoa. Alec freaking Manoa. Is going to walk per, for every walk. It's a strikeout. Like, are you kidding me? That that is nothing. None of those numbers we just rhymed off there <laughs> describes Alec Manoa, right? Like, we 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 know he's going to get it turned around. We certainly hope he's going to get it turned around anyway. Uh, Kevin Gosman doesn't need to get anything turned around. Keep going the way he's been going. He's only had two home starts. The Blue Jays have won both of those home starts. Uh, he hasn't gotten a decision in either one, but his ERA is under two. Uh, opponents hitting two oh four. At Rogers Center versus Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman's been awesome this season. You take out that first inning in Houston, that second inning against Boston, and he has been unbelievable. How about at Rogers Center this season? 
How about 24 strikeouts for Kevin Gosman and one walk? Are you absolutely kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? I'll say that again. 24 strikeouts, one walk at the Rogers Center. Kevin Gosman, keep going, keep going. Jose Barrios, have None of us like the season. None of us like Jose Brios' 2022, but I said many times that if you're like me and your wins and losses are your paramount number one thing no matter what, and then afterwards you deep dive the numbers and you do the things we like to do with baseball, right? We like to deep dive the numbers, the analytics, all the stats, all that stuff, right? But first and foremost always has to be the wins and the losses. Blue Jays were 14-2 and two last season at Rogers Center when Jose Brios pitched. <laughs> I wasn't any happier with his individual performance than you were, but for whatever reason, the Jays won games when he pitched. Well, this season, Blue Jays have won all three of Jose Barrios' starts at Rogers Center. I think, if, if I'm remembering correctly, now he's had now now had 26 starts for the Blue Jays at Rogers Center, and they've won 21 of those starts. Holy moly! Holy moly! Opponents hitting just 212 versus Jose Barrios at Rogers Center. Is that an improvement from last season? <laughs> How about? Last season, we saw a lot of uh, missed spots, a lot of wildness from Jose Barrios. Well, at the Rogers Center so far this season, 18 strikeouts, just four walks. Jose Barrios, keep that going. Jose Barrios, keep that going. How about Chris Bassett, the Hound? Blue Jays, uh, just just two and two in 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 his uh, in in his four starts at Rogers Center. Now, worth noticing, uh, worth noting, sorry, that the two games they lost were not on Bassett at all. That was that three one game they lost to the Tigers. He threw a gem in that game, and that was that a couple Sundays ago. Uh, Bassett pitched that game where the Blue Jays were up eight four late, ended up blowing it to Seattle ten to eight. If you remember that one, that was that was a tough <laughs> that was a tough game a, a few Sundays back. But as you see, Bassett, even in the two games the Jays have lost, they haven't lost because of him. He himself at Rogers Center has a two and one record with an ERA of two point seven three. The Hound on the mound at the Rogers Center. Yes, please. Opponents are hitting one seventy eight versus Bassett at Rogers Center, and Bassett's WHIP has walks and hits per innings pitch. So anything below one is it? Excellent. 0.873. Chris Bassett, the hound on the mound, is off to a great start in front of the home crowd. You say Kikuchi. Now, Blue Jays have won all three of Kikuchi's starts at home so far this season. Gotta love that. He was terrible yesterday. We saw that. He got absolutely rocked. Now, he had allowed, going into yesterday's start against Atlanta, Kikuchi had two home starts. He had allowed, in total, in those two home starts, one run. It was a solo home run. He had allowed one run in his two starts. He was rocked by Hotlanta yesterday to the tune of three home runs and five runs overall. Now, overall, you say Kikuchi under two walks per game. Every day as we remember, we've talked at length about Yusei Kikuchi, especially early on, early on in the season. You know, how Jays need him to turn it around from 2022. That was completely unacceptable what we saw last season. How much better did they need him to be? Because ultimately they were hoping he would just snuggle in as that five starter, right? So how good do you need that five starter to be to be a really good contender? Yusei Kikuchi has been every bit the role of that five starter, and, and maybe even in then some. He's been really good for the Toronto Blue Jays so far this season. And take out that start yesterday at Atlanta. He's been really good in front of the home crowd. And now to close out Monday's edition of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, let's deep dive tonight's pitching matchup. 7.07 p.m. Eastern is the first pitch. Of course, like any Blue Jay game, you can catch that on Sirius XM. Johnny Brito, the rookie versus Alec Manoa. Johnny Brito in the Yankee rotation pretty much because of the injury to Luis Severino. We know the New York Yankees dealing with a few major injuries to their starting rotation. Severino and uh, and, uh, Carlos Rodon, of course, chief among them. Now, Johnny Brito... Two and three record, ERA just under six. It hasn't gone well for the rookie. 
and a perfect start. And I know, be careful what you say, be careful what you wish for, right? But I think this is the perfect starter for this for the Blue Jays to face in the first of a four game series in any series. You really, as the opposition, you want to get into the other team's bullpen as quickly as possible. Well, just by default, Blue Jays will be into the Yankee bullpen early in this four-game series because Johnny Brito's not a guy that that's going to give the Yankees a lot of length. He's had eight starts this season. Three of them, he's gone five innings. That's the most he's gone. He's usually going below five innings, never more than, than five, at least so far, right? Bottom of the lineups have done well against Johnny Brito, which is interesting. We know the bottom of the Blue Jay lineup is hot right now. Now... The top of the lineup, though, that that's where we're really, I mean, right right from the jump on this Yankee series, we're really going to be watching this bottom of the first inning really, really closely because, yes, the bottom of the lineup has done damage against Brito, but the top of the lineup in first innings is really where he's gotten himself in a lot of trouble. Really explains a lot, too, about how he gets the pitch counts up and, and doesn't last longer than five innings. He's really been rocked early on in the games. Let's look for this Toronto Blue Jay offense to continue momentum from Sunday's walk-off victory from this weekend's sweep against the Atlanta Braves. Johnny Brito's ERA in the first inning, 10.57. Ten, okay, glass half full, right? Let's get excited about that. And also worth mentioning, you know, as a glass half full, as a feather in the Blue Jays' cap tonight, at least potentially, is the fact that Brito has been hit by, by righties. Well, Talk about the top of that Blue Jay lineup. What are we talking about there? We're talking about George Springer, Bo Bichette, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and hopefully this righty can be the cure for what's been ailing Matt Chapman. Throws hard. He's, he's got a, a, a good four-seamer. He's got a, a really hard sinker. His changeup is by far his most effective pitch. When there's two strikes, you better be looking for the changeup. It's It's been his strikeout pitch all season long. When his sinker is on, Johnny Brito is a ground ball machine. So we'll know, we'll know if Brito has his stuff tonight, if he's inducing a lot of ground balls early, and if he's really late in counts, really being effective with that changeup. We'll know, okay, yeah, tip of the hat to Johnny Brito today. Now, over his last three starts, he has allowed five home runs. So balls are flying out of stadiums against Johnny Brito. Again, hopefully a lot of this can continue tonight for your Toronto Blue Jays. Alec Manoa on the mound. Wow, uh, Alec Manoa, one and three on the season, a 4.83 ERA overall, 7.71 ERA so far at Rogers Center. Just has not been the Alec Manoa that we've already grown to know and love. Nothing has been as sharp as it's been in the past. None of his pitches have been as sharp as they've been in the past, in particular the slider. Opponents hit like 190 against the slider last season. They're hitting well over 300 against it this season. It's just, I, I don't get it. The, 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 the stats tell you that the slider's been problematic for Alec Manoa, but the eye test, I mean, my goodness, you could very literally watch a, a highlight and you would know instantly, was that a 2021 or a 2022 Alec Manoa slider? The one we came to know and love, the one that I often joke that shouldn't even be allowed against righties. I talk about in general, I think opponents say, I'm pretty sure it was 190 against this slider last season. Well, righties were more like 150. He just dominated righties with this slider. Has not been on display yet in 2023 now worth worth noting his best start of the season had to be that start a couple weeks back against this yankee team and we've seen manoa be good against this yankee team before right he he gets dialed up for these matchups so a lot of cause for optimism i would say tonight right when you're talking about a pitcher that's one and three era just under five era at home just under eight you're not going to see a lot of cause for optimism but when it's manoa against the yankees i i think there i think there is cause for optimism tonight for the toronto blue jays now, Aaron Judge is the only Yankee in this lineup who's ever hit a home run off of Alec Manoa, but it's his only hit against Alec Manoa in 19 at-bats. 
Aaron Judge, one for 19 against Alec Manoa. Seven strikeouts in there, by the way. Holy, is that domination? Wow, wow, wow. Speaking of dominations, who cares who the catcher is for the Yankees tonight? Alec Manoa doesn't. He's dominated them in the past. The, these Yankee catchers, whether it's Higgy tonight or, or Trevino, they are 0 for 11 combined against Alec Manoa. Again, we're seeing a lot of glass half full, a lot of cause for optimism tonight. I'm thinking for, for Alec Manoa and the Toronto Blue Jays. The We talk about that start that he had against the Yankees a few weeks back, and I'm saying it had to be his best start of the season. Went seven innings, gave up a walk, gave up a single, gave up a double. That's it. Did not give up a run. Struck out five. I mean, a really good start. He was toe-to-toe. Garrett Cole was incredible that game. You remember that? They were toe-to-toe with each other. Alec Manoa was not blinking, and he was struggling going into that start. But again, something about Alec Manoa and the New York Yankees, he picks it up. His last home start, you have to go back to that Seattle series. Now, of his home starts this season, that was probably his best start. So his best start of the season was very likely against this Yankee team. He's coming off likely his best home start of the season. That Seattle start, you might remember, it was five innings pitched. Uh, just two runs a lot. I mean, I'll take that. Four walks. They did have a season-high seven strikeouts, right? But four walks, seven strikeouts. You, you can see why it only, only lasted five innings. That's going to get your, your pitch count up. Four walks for Alec Manoa. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's not at all what, what, what we've come to, to know, love, and dare I say expect from Alec Manoa. Is there possible there's a Mother's Day bump? coming for Alec Manoa here in the start. You know he was absolutely thrilled to have his mom throw at the first pitch yesterday. He's really proud of, uh, of their relationship and really proud of her and the whole Mother's Day thing and the Blue Jays with a walk-off. I mean, and we know Alec Manoa is is uh, an emotional pitcher, right? So I think he's going to have a lot of emotions going on this on this Monday. In the past, we've seen him be able to harness it pretty well and have good performances. And, and again, I'm going to mention Alec Manoa. Greg, I've not been happy with what I've seen from Alec Manoa in 2023. I get that. But there is cause for optimism when it comes to Alec Manoa versus the New York Yankees. That'll wrap up Monday's episode of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. Remember, Locked On Blue Jay is part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. As always, want to remind you that you can catch the Blue Jay games on Sirius XM. Tune in tomorrow. Epic show coming up on Tuesday. Joined in a crossover episode by the two people that run the, the Locked On Yankees. So we're going to get a lot of really good insight for this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a lot of really good insight about how the Toronto, or sorry, about how, uh, how the New York Yankees are doing this season, what we can expect and look for in this series. I assume, because it's two Yankee people and one Blue Jay people, I assume we'll hear some pretty epic uh, trash talking there as well. But I know it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a great conversation. If you're a, a baseball fan of someone, you know, more than just the Toronto Blue Jays, then keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check down, check out Locked On MLB. If you're a fantasy baseball fan like myself, then keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. We'll see you tomorrow.